0: By the heart one believes and is justified, and it is by our heart that we are captured and captivated by art, Um, specifically captured and captivated by movies. Welcome back to By the Heart, where we talk about our favorite movies, and specifically we talk about how every great story is full of gospel themes. There's nuance and subtlety to the gospel and nuance and subtlety to gospel-themed art. And in our podcast, we attempt to uh, go to every corner that we can to find those nuances and subtleties. I'm joined again by my co-host, Sean Lally. What's up, Sean? What's going on? And this podcast, we have a special guest, Alex Titchner, a.k.a. Titch. Titch, how you doing? I'm... Uh not dying of the coronavirus, so. That's good. We're good. That is a great thing to hear. So, Titch, when it comes to movies, can you just give us a little bit about yourself? What would make you uh, a vital piece to our episode? I feel like I'm the comic relief in an action movie. (laughs) Uh, Like Ludacris in the Fast and Furious movies. (laughs) But uh, the more recent ones. And then... uh, Like Charlie Day and Pacific Rim.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many people do you think have seen Pacific Rim?
0: I don't know. I hope all of them. It's one of my favorites. Join us next time as we uh, talk about
1: Pacific Rim. Oh, man. Only after we get to Terminator Salvation. That's true. I forgot about that. So just picture me as Ludacris. If
0: if Ludacris, Charlie Day, if they had a baby, would that be you? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. Except I'd be bigger than a baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great visual. This afternoon, we have our new episode, and we will be reviewing one of the best animated movies in the history of animation, I'd say, Finding Nemo, Mm -hmm. written and directed by Andrew Stanton. Stanton. After his son is captured in the Great Barrier Reef and taken to Sydney, a timid clownfish sets out on a journey to bring him home. Okay, guys. First impressions of Finding Nemo. What are your thoughts? It's my favorite movie where all the main characters are fish. (laughs) (laughs) What else is in your list of movies where the main characters are fish? Uh, well, I didn't make a list, so (laughs) you'll have to give me ten seconds. Shark Tale?
1: But that's that's about sharks. That's That's not even in my top five.
0: I love Shark Tale.
1: Not even in your top five.
0: Is Shark Tale one of those movies that when we rewatch it, it's actually terrible?
1: It might be, I don't know. Almost Almost surely.
0: (laughs) I know that (laughs) Osmosis Jones, I know that's not about (laughs) fish, but they're living in the sea of the body. Have you ever seen Osmosis Jones?
1: I don't know if I have. You seen all of I remember Moses it. Jones? Was it the shape of water? Is that kind oh. of a fish? Whoa. I love the shape of water fish man. But you said all the main characters are fish. Yeah. And not all the main characters are fish. It's just one person. Yeah. Finding Nemo too. <laughs> Finding Dory. <laughs> Wait, is there a Finding Dory? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You
0: never seen Finding Dory? Yeah. No, no. Oh my goodness. I'm
1: not a huge Disney guy. I've no. seen them. I just don't like I'm not captivated by all of them. So
0: quietly, I think the best movie where a main character is a fish is What About Bob. If you've ever seen that, uh, you've never seen What About Bob?
1: No. I think I have something else in my head. Can you explain it to me? What
0: About Bob is about a um, hypochondriac patient
1: yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: played by Bill Murray Yeah. who um, his psychiatrist goes on a vacation and he follows him. And the only thing that Bill Murray can feel solace by is his fish. Oh,
1: okay. I was wondering where the fish came in here. I think his fish's name is Gil, if I remember. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Which is the
0: same name of a character in this movie. Yep. Played by? Played by Willem. Willem. Defoe. Defoe. circle. Oh. Sean, do you have first impressions as we rewatched it?
1: I think it's just a fun movie. It's light. It's easy to watch. The little things just keep you engaged. Um, Other than that, I don't have a ton of first impressions. It's the first time I've ever watched it in probably 10 years, I would say.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's... To, for me, I remember watching Finding... We were a Disney Channel movie and Disney movie family. That's pretty much all we watched mm-hmm. growing up. So I we definitely went to see Finding Nemo in the theater. And as a little kid, it was... Man, I remember leaving going, I am very scared of the ocean now, <laughs> which it's still a fear of mine. Yeah,
1: I think it's pretty understandable. Very reasonable fear.
0: And also, love that fish. Great fish. Love it. Turns out, what about Bob? His fish's name is Gil. Wow. wow. All right. What about some, some memories? What are your best memories of Finding Nemo? I actually have a story of Finding Nemo. Tell us. I watched it. It was around Christmas time, I believe. I watched it for the first time. And it was probably the best movie I saw like at that point in my life when I was what 11 or 12 and I saw it with my grandparents and then I went to my parents like the day after and I like begged them to watch it like I was yelling at them (laughs) we we have to watch this movie it's that good Um, and it still it holds up like I still really enjoyed it Finding Nemo definitely holds up yeah it and actually Finding Dory is a great movie too I don't know if Sean hasn't seen it. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, Titch? it's good. It's not quite as good, but it's one of those, I think Pixar does a really good job of making movies for kids that adults can pick up and find different things that kids don't necessarily see and really enjoy. Um, but kids and adults can both love all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Watching Disney movies as an adult, I think I see how much depth Disney actually puts into their movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, This was a heavier movie than I remember. Yep. All right, my last question before we get into the categories. Scarier child villain, Darla from Finding Nemo or Sid from Toy Story? (sighs) Sid's definitely scary. Yeah, I agree. Well, the only reason I would not say Sid is because Sid, he did some weird things with toys. But Darla was definitely an animal killer. Yeah, I mean, didn't we all kill a few goldfish?
1: (laughs) 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 Also, the issue with Sig killing toys is that the main characters in Toy Story were toys. Oh. So, yeah, kind of the same thing. Toys are people,
0: too. Would you rather go to Pizza Planet or would you rather go on the East Australian Current? East Australian Current. Pizza Planet looked like it had the best pizza in the best video games ever. I think i drown in the on the <laughs> East Australian current, so I'm gonna eat pizza. <laughs> that's I think that's Titch's decision every time. Eat yep. pizza
1: <laughs> or do anything else? Eat pizza.
0: Yep. that's pretty much my
1: life. That's all right, I'm with you.
0: All right. Well, let's get into the categories. We're gonna walk through Finding Nemo through their characters, their, their gospel theme moments. We're gonna look at some gospel quotes. Uh, our Jimmy V category where we laugh, think, and cry, and then are by the hearts. These are the moments that each of us were captivated by the movie, what made us really love it as a really great piece of art. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk about the characters. We have Dory, played by Ellen Degeneres. We have Nemo, played by Alexander Gould. Gil, played by Willem Dafoe. And Marlon, played by Albert Brooks.
1: Did you say Nemo was played by a ghoul?
0: Yeah, Alexander Ghoul. Ghoul sandwiches. (laughs) We just had gruel. Gruel everything. (laughs) Gruel sandwiches. Uh, That's an office quote for you. Dory, played by Ellen Degeneres. I think that Dory is a great example of someone who lives her life as the example of joy and freedom. Um, Yeah, she does have short-term memory loss, so every about 10 seconds she kind of forgets where she's at. But she really is living her life just freely. Mm -hmm. She's happy. She's excited. Even though we know that her family is lost, she doesn't know where her parents are, she doesn't know where her her siblings are, but she's still really just a happy fish.
1: Yeah, she knows she has short-term memory loss, but she doesn't let it stop her.
0: Yeah, that's true. She has pain. She knows she has pain. and she's still living with joy. Yeah, I mean, in short-term memory loss, it's kind of like a funny thing in the movie, but it could represent something bigger in real life that somebody has to overcome. And she's still able to do that in in a good way, in a healthy way. Yeah, and the reason that's gospel-themed, the reason why that's distinct, is because our lives don't go on without pain. doesn't matter who you are, where you're at your life will have pain. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, I think that's a major theme of the movie is living your life freely by joy instead of fear. And, um, wherever you're at, if you do have pain, you can either live your life in that pain by yourself, or you could submit to a God, creator, God who loves you, who allows that pain to be redeemed for something much better. I think of Romans eight twenty eight. uh, every everything that happens works out for the good for those who are called according to the purpose of god and everything means everything the smallest pains to the big ones those things are working out so that your life will be better because of them and dory doesn't uh quite lived a phased life we Mm
1: -hmm. should say yeah i agree
0: let's move on to nemo by alexander played by alexander gould um My notes on Nemo is Nemo's trash. (laughs) The weakest character of the movie, for sure. Yeah,
1: I think he's just kind of there to play his role as, like, the lost child, though. I don't know if he's really supposed to do or represent a whole lot more than that.
0: The thing that Nemo does is that he does overcome fear a little bit. He he definitely grows up. I mean, he was abducted out of his home, (laughs) and then uh, he escaped from a fish tank. But besides that, Nemo doesn't bring a whole lot for me. I think he kind of portrays some of the rebellion from an overbearing father, that type of thing, too. Yeah, I think when we get down to Marlin, I think we're going to sit there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's remember to come back to Nemo on that. Um, Let's just keep moving. We have Gil, played by Willem Dafoe. All right, what is Willem Dafoe's best role? I think him is the Green Goblin. Oh dude, you took mine. I was Spider gonna say the Green Man. Goblin. <laughs> I'm still scared of him from him playing the Green Goblin. Because he's terrifying.
1: It's like flying doesn't he like fly around on like some kind of saucer or something like that? <laughs> it's like a flying skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <It> looks fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing.
0: Willem yeah. Defoe in the lighthouse? Super creepy. Oh, that's right,
1: with um, Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> is he gonna be Batman? Yeah, he's the new Batman. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I don't know how. Yeah.
0: Are we just gonna keep making Batman's forever?
1: I don't think it'll ever stop. Batman. As, as long as it. You say. Hey man, as long as people are buying the tickets, you're gonna keep keep making them, right?
0: I don't think so. Spider Man, they'll probably keep making those too.
1: Willem Dafoe is probably
0: the scariest actor if you just looked at him. I think so. By Will, far. Willem Dafoe or John Candy. In general? Yes. Scariness? Scariness? Yeah. John Candy? Yeah. Do you know who John Candy is? He's like a jolly uh, good fellow. Yeah. He's also dead. <laughs> rest, rest in peace. But. He's great. Oh, I meant John Goodman.
1: <laughs> Ooh, John Goodman and Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Ooh.
0: John Goodman in 10 Cloverfield Lane is Ooh. the scariest dude ever. Yeah. I would agree with that. But he's usually a jolly good guy, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. You ever watch Roseanne?
0: Ooh. I don't really remember. I don't He's also that. in uh, The
1: Emperor's New Groove.
0: I think he plays uh, the good the good towns guy. Whatever whoever the Emperor as uh, a llama meets. Have you ever seen Emperor's New <laughs> oh, yeah, Groove? It I have no idea what that is. Uh, he plays the towns person that uh, mm-hmm. leads. William Defoe. No, John Govin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have Gil, played by Willem Dafoe. Uh, Gil's got a little trauma in his life. Uh, He's been kind of like Nemo. It looks like they don't really go into his character too much, what happened before, but we know that he's from the ocean, and we know that he's uh, had some sort of injury. He's got a fin that's kind of in half, and he's got some scars on his face. But now he lives in a tank, and... He kind of acts as this fish tank. Their uh, their beloved leader. He's not. He's definitely not tyrannical or anything like that. He's just a really loving guy. They all love Gil. Mm-hmm. I think if any of these fish would wear a leather jacket, he would be. It would be Gil. Yeah, it would, be, it
1: would be Gil with I, sleeves or no sleeves, yeah. kind of. But alike. in a
0: tasteful way. You know, some people wear leather jackets, and you're like, eh. He shouldn't be wearing that. Yeah. But Gil, you'd be like, all right, that fits. That that fits, yeah, Gil.
1: Yeah.
0: He's I, cool. I think his gospel theme moment is that it seems like he hasn't let uh, lots of terrible things that have happened to him uh, take away from the fact that he can help a younger generation still live freely. I mean, he helped, tries to help Nemo escape. His initial reason to help Nemo escape was just to let Nemo escape. It it was going to be, secondarily, he was going to help themselves, but he saw that Nemo was from the ocean and he didn't want Nemo to have the same fate as him. Um, I think there's something sweet about, uh, for all of our senior citizen listeners who have gone through lots of things that you go through in your life, you have kind of two choices. You can grow old and kind of be to yourself, or you can let... The experience of your life leads you to being a discipler of younger men and women so that they can learn from your mistakes and learn from your hurts and relate to you when they're feeling like there's no way i'm going to get through this i'm only 25 years old how am i going to get through this terrible thing and you're sitting there saying well it will pass this too shall pass um so yeah Gil, he's just a kind of a leather jacket uh beloved character. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and let's move on to Marlin played by Albert Brooks. This is, I think where um, the deepest part of finding Nemo comes into play. Um, I actually think the whole movie is about Marlin. I think, I don't know what you guys think about that, but
1: I think it's at least the, the major player there.
0: Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. The whole movie. He, so Marlin, let's set up Marlin a little bit. The very beginning of the movie, Marlin and his wife Coral are defend are kind of in their anemone anemone. anemone <laughs> that's a Finding Nemo quote as well. Nemo can't say anemone. Um, they are defending their home uh, from a barracuda. They've got it looks like fifty to a hundred eggs. And I think it was four hundred. Four hundred was that what they, it was? That's what they said in the movie. Oh my goodness! But who knows if fish can count? <laughs> <laughs> apparently they can talk so they must be able to count right they can't read except for some of them (laughs) that is true (laughs) Dory is the only one that we know can read
1: that's true it's all very confusing yeah
0: so Marlin and Coral are defending their children in a barracuda attacks and Marlin gets smacked gets knocked out he wakes up and Coral has been taken probably eaten and all but one of their eggs has been taken and From there on out, the rest of the movie is Marlin living his life by fear. Mm -hmm. He makes his decisions out of fear. He makes his thoughts out of fear. Um, The way that he parents is out of fear. You can tell that he really loves Nemo. But he also isn't letting Nemo grow up. He's scared that Nemo's going to make some sort of decision that's going to ruin his life forever. Which, I mean, who can blame the guy? His wife has been brutally murdered by a barracuda. I think they would
1: call that trauma.
0: Yeah. He's got trauma, but he he does live in fear. And one of the main themes of his fear is that he makes the people around him smaller. I guess the fish around him smaller. Nemo feels like he can't be himself. Dory is often offended. Uh the numerous amount of fish that they meet along their journey just make fun of him for being uptight and Like, people can tell that you probably wouldn't want to be around him very long. And I think that's what happens when you do live your life by fear. You cripple others around you. Yeah. You cripple yourself. You cripple yourself,
1: yeah. And then it cripples other people around you. Yeah. It's hard to live around people that are crippled.
0: So, when we think about Nemo's character when it comes to Marlon, Nemo is a young kid trying to grow up. And Marlon lives his life by fear and parents by fear. So Nemo actually rebels. He -hmm. can't stand it. And I think about how um, in our culture we have parents who are so afraid, especially Christians, who are so afraid of the world. Not like we have a respectful fear of the world. We're afraid of the world. So we we shelter our kids to a place to where either they're never going to experience anything or they will rebel.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I mean... That is what happens when you don't let your kids grow up. You don't teach them. Uh, instead of, what usually happens is instead of teaching your kids the danger, you say, hey, that's really dangerous. Don't go do it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes them want to do it any, any even more. When you build a loving, trusting relationship with your child, most of the time that child doesn't want to live in rebellion. They want to respect you and love you. Um, but it goes further than that. I mean, I think Titch was talking about... It is a parent movie, but um, it's just about anyone who lives by fear. Yeah. I can't really remember what I was going to say about that right now.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Let's keep going. Yeah, no, it's not... I, I would say to add to that, actually, to continue with it, people... doesn't matter if you're a parent or not a parent. Obviously, we're not parents. Yeah. So, like... We live by fear in a lot of different regards and when you're crippled by that fear it's hard to move it's hard to come from a loving place like that and and grow faithfully.
0: Yeah, and I don't think that parents are the only ones. I've lived my life by fear. Yeah. And when I do, it's bad. Yeah. You not only do you not make decisions that would help your life, you also become smaller, you probably make less decisions, you I mean, making decisions out of fear is never a place to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. We weren't created and we weren't supposed to make decisions out of fear.
0: Yeah, and I'm reminded of Jesus, uh, his great encouragement that perfect love casts out all fear. And um, that's the reality of our Lord, that when you're living by faith instead of by fear, um, you have an amazing ability to overcome because of Jesus, because his love casts out our fear. In the pain that comes in life, we either can live by fear or we can live by faith. Either way, you're going to have struggle. So if you live by fear, you're probably going to live in a really small circle for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. If you live by faith, I think you're going to come to find out that you will have um, more community to help you through it. You're going to have uh, make decisions that are going to be redeemed in a, in a different, better way. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I just don't think God ever wants us to live by fear. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, agree. Think of the people you know, or maybe it's even yourself at times when you're always afraid of everything. And that's the only thing you can talk about when you're consumed by fear is kind of what you're afraid of. And nobody wants to be around that person. No. no. It's people... I mean, for... Just because we're talking about finding Nemo, people want to be around Dory. Yeah. Dory doesn't live out of fear. Mm-hmm. Marlon does. Yeah. He gets redeemed, which is amazing, mm-hmm. which is a great uh, thought for us. Is If you do live out, out of fear, there's still hope. Yeah. That doesn't have to be the rest of your story. Mm-hmm.
1: Tish, what kind of jacket do you think Marlon would wear? I
0: don't think he's a jacket guy.
1: Oh. I think he... He wears, like, a
0: button-up shirt and would have, like, just a generic, like, winter coat if it gets cold out.
1: Yeah, sounds about accurate. I <laughs> picture him more as a cardigan guy, but yeah. Pull over.
0: No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> All right, our second category,
1: time to pee. Time to pee. My time
0: to pee is, I don't think the jellyfish part, eh. I
1: thought the exact same thing. You don't miss anything.
0: On the first watch, probably you need to watch it.
1: It's kind of cool. It's a cool scene.
0: On the rewatch, not that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with you, actually. I also don't like when they're in the whale, just because I'm kind of claustrophobic. <laughs> but that's not the time to pee, because that's no. the most
1: profound part of the <laughs> it's whole one movie. one of the better yeah. parts, yeah. Nothing important happens during the jellyfish scene. Yeah.
0: By the Hard Podcast. Sponsored by... Titch, you want to guess? Uh, no.
1: Oh, okay. Jefile. Did you oh. get it yet? Still not. I'm still treated. working on it.
0: Still have no sponsors. Do we have any music? No music.
1: Okay, moving on.
0: Here we go. Our third category. Our gospel quotes. On the rewatch, I think we all decided we're going to talk about really just one main quote. Um, Titch, you had that quote for us. So Dory and Marlon are in the whale at this point. They think they're going to die. At least Marlon thinks they are. And he's talking about how he, he told Nemo... He promised nothing would ever happen to him. And Dory says, well, that's a funny thing to promise. Well, you can't never let anything happen to him. Then nothing would ever happen to him. <laughs> yeah, that's such a great line. Like, that's, in, that's when they're in the whale, right? They're in the whale. This is the part that you thought you could go pee. But at the same time, this is your most common theme <laughs> quote. Uh, yeah, I mean... Titch talked about it when we were watching the movie. He said that we're not promised safety. And to think about how Dory said, just brought that to light. You can't, you can't keep him from everything. If you keep your kid from everything, he's never going to do anything. Yeah. And that's what happens when you live by fear. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does fear become an idol something that you hold on to but safety becomes your god
1: Mm -hmm. and you can't build resilience if you don't ever go through anything that's painful and when you go through painful things it creates and builds resilience within you to to take on the next painful moment in your life it's going to happen you can't avoid it and even if our parents try to keep it from us it's still going to happen so you have to experience life or or nothing they'll never experience anything and so i think some of the most encouraging people are the people that i know that are extremely resilient because they realize that they're going to be okay, it's going to be all right, Jesus is going to see this through, and God's going to take care of me.
0: Yeah, that's Romans 5, 3 through 4. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Mm -hmm. Paul talks about how important suffering actually is, but we want to live in our safety bubbles and never suffer. If we never suffer, we're never will never be built up into endurance or perseverance. And if we're not built up into that, we won't have hope when terrible things happen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because we've never seen anybody pull through them. Mm-hmm. So we can't live by fear. We can't we can't make safety our God because we're not promised safety even by Jesus. Yeah. Um we said this earlier that people can either choose to live by fear or by faith. Both of those are going to bring on massive amounts of pain. And if you're just trying to be held from pain, not only are you not building perseverance, but I actually think that you're missing on uh, a vital part of being a Christian. Mm -hmm. Suffering is the mark of being a disciple. Category four are Jimmy V moments. That's my guy. What do you know about Jimmy V? What What about his speech that you know? My favorite part of his speech is when he's like, Faith, family, and the Green Bay Packers.
1: <laughs> I don't well, that's a great part. I don't think we're talking about that part, though. We're talking about the moments that make you laugh, the moments that make you think, and the moments that make you cry.
0: That's a good part, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to know what people think of our Jimmy V impressions. I'm pretty sure they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking for someone to hug! <laughs> So the, moment,
0: the moments inviting Nemo that made me laugh—the uh, whole turtle scene.
1: That's such a good scene. Did, <laughs> yeah, bro.
0: Sean, what do you have?
1: I've got every time Dory's supposed to say Nemo, and because of her short-term memory loss, she calls him Chico, Fabio, Bingo, Harpo, and Elmo. <laughs> and they're so well placed; they're perfect. I laughed every time.
0: I mean, Dory's the funniest person in this movie even though she's a fish. She's not a person. But when she tries to speak whale, the line that really got me is when she said, maybe I should try humpback. And then she went, ah! Oh, it's so good. Uh, Makes me laugh every time. All right, what about think? I, I was just kind of thinking about the times that I do live in fear. Even as someone who feels like I'm pretty resilient, I was thinking about Man, when do I live in fear and how do I pray about those? How do I let God lead me in those ways? I think I'm going to probably be thinking about that a little longer than I thought. What about you guys?
1: My think was pretty much just the entire relationship of Dory and and Marlon. They're so different. Marlon is terrified the entire movie and Dory's just living it up, living by faith. She's just going with the flow and living by faith and just trusting that things are going to work out. And Marlon's terrified. And I just thought a lot about how those two things were just polar opposites and how they contrasted each other.
0: Yeah, I thought about how we're actually being affected right now with this virus. There's actually a quote I wrote down. Uh, I think it's from Gil. It says, fish aren't meant to live in a box, kid. It does things to you. Wow. And I think right now a lot of us can feel that, that we're not supposed to just cooped up in our homes all the time we're kind of getting some of that lack of social interaction driving us a little crazy i know i am at least we had to all come together and watch finding nemo yeah <laughs> yeah that's great man that's a good quote to hide from us i love it all right so our cry moments uh, i kind of just felt the emotion of dory realizing she has no family after marlin leaves her Um, at the end of their trip, it's like, I think she kind of felt, even though her and Marlon weren't the same, the opposites did attract. They had a pretty solid relationship and it was just gone. Yeah. That was super sad.
1: Yeah. My cry is just that Marlon lived in fear and you just watched it not only cripple himself, but it crippled his son and it brought the whole situation on it because he continued to live in fear.
0: My most, like, Heartfelt moment, which I think is what crying is when your emotions kind of overflow, is when they're reunited for the first time, yeah, I had that like weird smile that you get and you hope no one looks at you during the movie you ever do that when like you're grinning really widely because of I just stare at other people while I do it, yeah <laughs> i I just hoped no one looked at me when they first reunited because I was had a huge grin and probably. Had a few tears welling up. Alright, Titch. Reminds <laughs> me of my childhood. My question is, what's the last movie you cried in? Mine is Little Women.
1: Mine is Only the Brave.
0: I don't think I've ever actually cried like bald during a movie, but I actually had a tear roll down my cheek in Little Women too. It was so sad. Yeah. Like four different times I almost cried.
1: <laughs> and I don't want to watch this movie. Now. My
0: fiance <laughs> was sitting next to me, like, are you crying? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just sad. What's your move when you feel yourself about to cry in a movie, but you don't want anyone else to see you crying? I say 2015 Ohio State Buckeyes <laughs> National Championship. Let's go. All right, so our by-the-heart uh, moments. These are the moments that captured us. Uh, the first time I ever watched it, still to this day, every time, it gets me ready for the movie is when the Stingray teacher starts singing. I'm just like, man, I wish I had a teacher like that. (laughs) I can climb on his Stingray back and swim throughout the whole sea. That's awesome.
1: I think Disney just has this. They have the gold standard of taking things that aren't related or like things that aren't human and making them incredibly human. They just took fish, and I felt so relatable to all these fish and sea creatures. They have the gold standard on that, and they've done it in so many different movies that aren't just about fish.
0: Yeah. I, the, the scene that really captures me in this movie is the shark scene. Because the sharks sharks are so cool, and the Australian accent is always awesome. Nice, Bruce! <laughs> and he's got that big old grin. It's just incredible animation. And then that whole scene is just hilarious and ends in a crazy way. So that, that one captured me.
1: On the rewatch, I was kind of I wasn't like bored or anything it was just like I've seen this before but I can't really remember it and then when the sharks came in and they had like what shark AA is pretty much what that was yeah. I was la- I was in that's what the moment that got me back into it. it was like oh this is amazing this is so <laughs> funny you think they're about to be taken to go be dinner and they're at shark AA now because fish are friends not food
0: best looking character in the movie uh Bruce he's <laughs> <Bruce>. so <strong. laughs> <laughs> he's he's more burly than than fat for sure. That's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks for joining us on by the heart. While uh, we talked about finding Nemo, remember Jesus is Lord. We're not meant to be living out of fear. We're meant to live out of uh, an unashamed, surrendered faith to our Creator, who frees us to live a life that is meaningful and is on fire for him. Join us next time as we talk about Terminator Salvation.
1: Terminator Salvation coming your way.
0: See you next time. Thanks, Titch. Later. I love Terminator
1: Salvation.